ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Anita Marks with you. And as always, we have the crew at Elias who joins us each and every week with their Elias Insights. And want to remind you that Elias Game Plan app, they do not discriminate your iPhone or your Droid. And if you play fantasy football, you you like to gamble as much as I do. This is the best app out there. I'm telling you. NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA just getting started. Some of the best stats, head-to-head comparisons, expert analysis. It's just great. So, Jimmy, we're thrilled to have you on with us uh, today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Let's start first and foremost. You know, one of the most biggest surprises, I think, in the NFL is the Jets. And now they're going up against the Denver Broncos. This line opened at three. It's now down to one. The over-under is at 38. I think a big reason why the line has dropped, Russell Wilson dealing with a hamstring issue, but also the Jets' defense has just been really outstanding. So with that being said, break it down for us. Give us the Elias insights on this Jets-Denver matchup. Absolutely, Anita. Jets' defense has been really good. They've been road warriors. They're 3-0 and uh, on the road so far this season, straight up and against the spread. Uh, the other really interesting thing about the Jets has been how they've been closing out games, right? And they have the best point differential in the fourth quarter of any NFL team. They are outscoring their opponents by eight points in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter alone. And we've seen that in this, uh, this three-game winning streak, right? We saw them come back against the Steelers. We saw them blow the game against the Dolphins open in the fourth quarter. And then last week we saw Brees Hall and that running game put the Packers on ice. So the Jets have been hanging around, hanging around in these, in these games. Then when it comes to crunch time, they really put the clamps down. Four and two Jets again. Did not think we'd be here at this point, but uh, they've been fun to watch. So uh, they, they absolutely have. Uh, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how this is going to play out, especially them having to tra- travel to Mile High, who, uh, of course, we know, uh, you know, lack of oxygen up there. You know, how is that going to play out, especially at this point in the season? And, and Denver has had quite a few home games so far. Uh, game number two. I want to tee up for you is the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Miami Dolphins. Now the Dolphins are favored by seven. The over under is at 40. This is the Sunday night game. Kenny Pickett expected to uh, get through concussion protocols. And uh, we heard Mike Tomlin come out and say, even though Trubisky came in and helped them beat the Tampa Bay Bucks last year, last year, last week, uh, Kenny Pickett will be the starting quarterback. Uh, of course, if he's a hundred percent ready to go. Meanwhile, Miami gets to a back. So with that being said, give us your Elias insights on this Sunday night matchup. Yeah, quarterback health really played a big role in this one. Like you mentioned, uh, the expected starters are back. Dolphins fans have to be breathing a sigh of relief, right? Started with Tua, 3-0 and straight up and against the spread. Uh, we saw that horrible injury against the Bengals. They dropped that game. They've been 0-3 since. And the offense really kicks into a different gear with him. It's a, it's over a 10-point difference with Tua running that offense uh, versus the backups that they've had have been playing in Bridgewater and Thompson. 
But Anita, there's one thing I kept looking at this game, and there's one angle I can't shake, and that is Mike Tomlin facing a rookie head coach. So this is going to be Tomlin's 37th time when he faces Mike McDaniel on Sunday night. He's 24-12 and 12 against rookie head coaches. If we shrink that window, we look back to just last September, he's 4-1. and one. We know Tomlin, you can use any number of adjectives. He's a motivator. He's a leader of men. Now they're coming, this is super intriguing to me. They're coming off that big upset against the Buccaneers last week. Even when you mentioned they had to go to Trubisky when Pickett got knocked out of the game. I just, this Tomlin versus a rookie head coach, I'm not saying that the Steelers are back, but do we look back at this game and see this as sort of like, this is Tomlin getting the team back on track. We know he's never coached them to a losing season. I'm so excited for this game on Sunday night. Yeah, it's, it's going to, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Um, In fact, I'm trying, I I think in, in my fantasy leagues where I have uh, um, Josh Allen on a buy, I want to say I was able to pick up to it because there were a number of people who, dropped him and, and he was available on the waiver wire and I said oh let me let me pick uh, him up I am I, I am expecting him to come back soon so I, I'm hoping for a big night from Tua uh, yep. on Sunday night for sure uh, last but not least let's talk about the Chargers and this is the big Monday night game going up against the Seattle Seahawks second best offense in the NFL I don't quite get that but uh, still the Chargers <laughs> are favored by six and the uh, the over under is at 51. So with that being said, again, give us your Elias insights on this Monday night game. Yeah, you said it perfect. That's 51 over under. It's the highest one of the week. I am expecting a lot of points in this one. Uh, Both of these teams rank bottom seven in scoring defense. Uh, 51 numbers. Seattle games are already there. They're averaging 51 and a half points combined. Chargers just a shade under 49 points their game's average. So these, you know, we've seen some high-scoring contests from both of these teams. Um, this Geno Smith, I, I don't know what to call it. Is, is it a revival? Is it a, a comeback? Is it the first legitimate opportunity he's gotten? It's fun to watch. He's leading the NFL in completion percentage. You know, they've had some big games on that offense. Um, and then the other thing I go back to, looking at, at both of these teams, Chargers, Seahawks, both scored 19 points last week. That's now two games in a row. Justin Herbert has not thrown more than a single touchdown pass. Anybody listening wants to go out and bet that that streak is going to continue. Feel free to, I would not make that bet. I think we're going to see big numbers on the scoreboard for this one. I think this one's going to be a shootout. They got Austin Eckler, you know, he's slow start. He's back since week four. He leads running backs in fantasy points. So that Chargers offense is really humming. That Seattle defense is not the Legion of Boom, Pete Carroll, what we're used to. So I expect this to be a high-scoring, fun affair as well. I like it. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks, like I said, they are scoring on 44% of their drives. They're not only, they're either reaching the red zone or they're scoring on 44% of their offensive drives. But you could say the same thing about their defense. Their defense is allowing opponents to score on 44% uh per, per percent of their offensive drives or at least getting into the red zone uh and also teams are only punting at 24 percent, which is the lowest rate in the nfl so teams are you know uh you know cl- close to 80 percent of course are are either scoring touchdowns or field goals 
against the Seattle Sea Seattle Seahawks defense. So I'm with you. I, I do like the over as well. Um, before we let you go, let's talk about the Elias Game Plan app that folks can download now. You guys don't discriminate. Um, it's iPhone. It's Droid. It doesn't matter. Also, you can get 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription uh, when you use the promo code ANITA25. A-N-I-T-A-25. So uh, th- there's a lot that this app has to offer. Uh, before we let you go, Jimmy, why don't you share with the folks exactly uh, what's on it? Like, for example, you know, I-, I love I love the opportunity for them to chat with all of you, you know, you guys are, are the, are the smarter, smartest, always mm. the smartest people in the room. They have an opportunity that they can actually send you their toughest questions where you can chat with them and help them out. I think that's significant. Yeah, just a, a room full of walking sports encyclopedias. And now <laughs> if you sign up for the app, uh, you know, put your best question to them. You'll get a quick answer. You'll get a comprehensive answer. Uh, this app is everything. I mean, I'm trying to squeeze in, and I know you call them Nuggets, Anita. We got to call them the Elias Insights. I've been trying to squeeze in as many as I can for these games, but in the app, every NFL game we break down, every MLB game we break down, tons of insights for team player, fantasy, betting needs. I mean, anything. You want to just watch games with your friends on the weekends and brag, have some interesting stat you want to throw out at them, this is the app for it. And Please put our researchers to work. They don't work hard enough. I promise you, we have plenty of time. Send in your questions. That's what the app is for. Wow. I hope your uh, your, your coworkers don't hear that, but, uh, but uh, I, I hear you, Jimmy. I hear you. Jimmy, always great having you on with us. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate your time. Thank you, Anita. Again, I want to thank Jimmy Wright joining us here from the Elias Sports Bureau. And just a reminder, again, please download that Elias Game Plan app. I promise you won't regret it whether it's your iPhone or your Droid, such a wealth of information. And by the way, again, you get 25% off your first month when you uh, subscribe by using the promo code ANITA25, A-T-A-25. You are listening to Bet LA. Still a lot more coming your way. 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. It is Bet LA here on uh, on 710 ESPN LA. By the way, uh, Phoenix losing to Dallas right now by seven points. A little over five minutes left uh, in the fourth. So uh, so hopefully they could come back. Uh, they were down by almost 20 points at one point. So this is this is now they're only down by seven. Uh, this is a nice little comeback. So hopefully they can. As we opened up the show, and uh, and I was all over the Suns. Uh, what was that spread guys? I, I want to say it was like minus minus four and a half, something like that. Minus three and a half. So up they're They're only down by five now. Uh, Aiton uh, scored two points. So anyway, I, I will keep you posted again, a little over five minutes left um, in, uh, I, I think Luca was just called for a foul, uh, but nonetheless, uh, five minutes left in this game. As I said, when we went to a break, we, we just heard from uh, Jimmy Wright from the Elias Sports Bureau. 
I want to share with you how I'm playing tomorrow's Saints-Cardinals game. And again, just the way, you know, the statistics and, and the trends and what's going on with the Cardinals, they are the absolute worst team in the first half of games. And they are the best team in the NFL the second half of games. So I'm going to play the Saints on the money line in the first quarter. I'm going to play the Saints on the money line in the first half. And I'm going to play the Cardinals minus one in the fourth quarter. And you get that at plus 125. So that's how I'm playing the game. Prop bets I like. DeAndre Hopkins is finally back. Here's the thing. He returns from suspension, not injury. So I don't expect him to be like on a pitch count or anything. Usually guys come back, they're, they're, you know, they come back from an injury. So, you know, that's, that's when guys are on a pitch count. I don't expect that from Hopkins. And, and let's be honest, Cliff Kinsbury, his, his job is on the line. He's, he's hearing the talks about him being on that hot seat. And Hopkins is just, Murray sports a 72% completion percentage with him on the field, and 65% without. I, I mean, it's it's just it's so evident what what a crucial part uh, he is to this offense. And so again, I I just I don't expect him to be on a pitch count. I need. So I'm I curious. Like Hopkins over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious just because now that Hollywood Brown is out with the acquisition of Robbie Anderson, is Robbie Anderson a sneaky play this week? No, I don't think so. It's too soon. He, I mean, you know, he was just traded yesterday. So he's it's, active. It's, it's, I think it's going to take a minute. I, hmm. I'm sure he's going to be active. I, I just, here's, here's the guy who I think is a really sneaky play. Uh, and that's Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. I love Rondell Moore. I, I think people are sleeping on him. And if he's available on your waiver wire, pick him up and play him. I think he's a great wide receiver too. But, um, but prop bet wise, love me some DeAndre Hopkins over 59 and a half receiving yards. Okay, the the reception total isn't out yet. Um, if it's somewhere around three and a half and four and a half, I would play it. If it's five and a half, six and a half, I would not. But I do like 59, over 59 and a half receiving yards. As I said, Rondell Moore, I, I think, is a sneaky good play. I've got him over 48 and a half receiving yards his way. He played 99% of the snaps last week. 99. He had 10 targets. Uh, he plays out of the slot a lot in the Saints. Not good against slot-wide receivers. They have a 70% catch rate. And as you said, Tyler, no Hollywood Brown. The attention's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins, especially since this is his first game back. I think it's going to open up things for Rondell Moore. So I like over 48 and a half receiving yards for him. Also on the Saints side, Taysom Hill, anytime touchdown at plus 140. Also, I like over 31 and a half rushing yards at minus 120. Why? You've got all these injuries to the Saints. We don't even know right now, Wednesday night, we still we don't even know who's going to be starting for the Saints. So, and Taysom Hill to me is just, he can do it all. He can run, he can catch, he can pass, he can throw, he can play quarterback, he can play running back, he can play tight end, he can play wide I, I mean, talk about the ultimate slash player. And with all the injuries to the quarterbacks, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, like, I just, how is Taysom Hill not going to be a star on Thursday night? I just don't know. Anyway, anytime touchdown at plus 120, I do believe he finds the end zone. And uh, and I have two more plays for you. Um, Olave is back for the Saints. And like I said, with Thomas out, with Landry out, 
I've got over 59 and a half receiving yards for him, especially if Jameis Winston is the quarterback. Um, Olave is, is being targeted. His target share, the games that he's been active, his target share is anywhere between 25 to 32% each game. Okay, he's got 26 targets on the season. 14 catches with 247 yards. He's so good. Let me tell you, the, the crop of rookie wide receivers that came out this year, so good. So good. So Alave over 59 and a half receiving yards. And last but not least, and I, I know it's, it's all overs. It's over, over, over. Uh, I, I do expect a, a much more entertaining and higher scoring game on Thursday night than we've seen the last, through thir- the last few Thursdays. But Alvin Kamara, over four and a half receptions. His last two games, he's got 194 and 124 total yards. He's, he's handling 70% of the touches, and he's got a 30% target share. 30% target share. So over receptions at 4.5 for Kamara, over 59.5 receiving yards for Olave, anytime touchdown for Taysom Hill, also over 31.5 rushing yards for him, Rondell Moore over 48.5 receiving yards. And Hopkins over 59 and a half receiving yards. I know I'm over, 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 over. Another reason why I'm over, I like cheering for these guys to do well more than um, <laughs> hoping that they do poor. I really do. And, and, and I think that there's going to be uh, very few and far between guys that are going to be, as I like to call them, active and attractive in this game. So I, I think, I think, I think the guys that I just, I just mentioned are going to be a really big part of the game plan, the offensive game plan for both their teams. So that's why I like the over in those guys. As always, I like to have the discussion with you in regard to survivor plays. I got royally screwed last week because of Tom Brady and him going to some stupid wedding mm. that craft. Yeah, I, I can't, I, I'm just, I'm so upset. That was a big upset. I'm so upset. I, and, and again, like, as I said earlier on the show, I don't, I don't know if I'm more upset with myself. You know, I was, I was hosting, you know, I do a, I do a Sunday morning show here in New York and I do it with Matthias Kiwanuka, former giant lineman. And when I told him that I was picking, um, the, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, he said, Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea, Nita. And I said, why? He said, Tom Brady didn't even travel with the team. He left Tampa on Friday to come to New York to go to Robert Kraft's wedding. I don't know. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a good. And I'm like, really? You've got a Pittsburgh Steelers team. No Minka Fitzpatrick. No TJ Watt. They're missing their three starting quarters, cornerbacks. I said, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, he he's not. Able, he he's should, not the same Tom Brady he was. He should be able to win this in his sleep. Nope. Nope. Did not. So. I was kicked out of my survivor pool because of freaking Tom Brady Dang. going to a stupid wedding. Don't get me started. Hate I'm to already see it. started. Anyway, so we are back. Now I'm out, but I'm sure that there's people out there who are not out and you're still alive in your in your in your survivor pool. So let's talk about it. Tampa Bay over Carolina. Okay. If you wanna if you wanna go back. If you want to go back dip to the, into well, the Tom Brady well, yeah. There you go. Uh Carolina looks like they're going to go with PJ Walker again at their quarterback position. 
They're trying to, reports are, quote unquote, reports are they're trying to sell, uh, trade, sell, trade Christian McCaffrey. So there's that. By the way, Phoenix just took the lead 101 to 100. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball is uh, a crazy we, game, man. First half is op- completely different than the second half. We, we opened up the show. We, we being me, told you to take the, uh, the Phoenix Suns minus four and a half. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help people win some money here on, uh, on seven ten. still two and ESPN, a quarter left ESPN LA. So we'll see what happens. But, um, so if you so choose, want to go down the, uh, continue to go down the, uh, Tom Brady uh, route with Carolina, I'll on that's on you. I am not, I would not. Here's my pick. My pick is the Dallas Cowboys over Detroit. Yes. Yeah, same. Right? That's who I would go. I was looking at the schedule. That's who I'm taking. They get they get Dak back. At home. Um, going up against Detroit. Yes, Detroit's coming off a bye. They're healthier. I get all that. But you know, I just their defense is sick. Um love love uh Micah Parsons. Um one-two punch in the backfield with Zeke Elliott and, and Tony Pollard against a Detroit defense that you know can't can't stop a cold, a runny nose. I think is, is the is is the right phrase, right, guys? They got a runny nose. They do. <laughs> on on the defensive side of the ball against the run. So nonetheless, that would be my pick. That would be my suggestion for folks out there. Dallas over Detroit. That would be my pick for uh, for your your survivor pool. There's also a lot of people liking uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders over Houston. I would not. Nope. That is not the play that I would make. Not touching that. And some people like, some people like the giants to upset the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not my play either. Nope. I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate. So we're in agreement. We both like that. We both like Dallas over Detroit. hundred percent. hundred percent. So, I'm sorry, what did you just say? You just said something. I said I don't hate the Seahawks against the Chargers at home at SoFi. Don't hate it. Oh, that's scary though. Yeah, but if in a survivor league when you're when your picks are slim, you know, if if you're in a position where you can't where you are no longer able to pick, pick Dallas, Dallas because a lot of people have most likely taken Dallas already, I'd imagine. Uh, you know, back when Dak was healthy at the start of the season and it was almost a safe bet that they would win. Looking at these matchups, I mean, Packers, Commanders, I'm not touching that one. Colts, Titans, Cincinnati no at thanks. Cincinnati I like, I do like Cincinnati at but home Atlanta, against Atlanta. But Atlanta's hot, though. Atlanta is hot. I know, they, I know they lost Corderell Patterson, and he was a big part of their offense, but they're still finding ways to win. You know, Pitts is back. He just got his first touchdown, so he, he tastes blood now. Yeah. Dolphins at home with Tua back against the Steelers? I still don't know. I don't know how much we can trust even what's supposedly a healthy Tua. I don't know. I don't love I don't love the Dolphins. Now the Dolphins Patriots might might home, be a good that, pick. Yeah. Patriots see, at home, that defense against uh Justin Fields and an anemic Chicago Bears offense. Just Sure, but again, the Patriots might have might have already been picked off the board. So just as alternatives, I think I think you've got a really strong ball rolling here with Seattle 
coming from coming off of a win, coming off an NFC play uh, um, defensive player of the week in um, in Tariq, and uh, I just I think they're hot. I think they're a hot team. I think Gino looks good. I think the Chargers. I just don't think that the Chargers have it. I think this is a good week to take Seattle. Um, that that would be frightening to me because I just I, I listen. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I think Seattle has a really good shot of winning this game. I, I just. I, I just think it'd be too close for comfort for me. I'd rather I'd rather take the Patriots at home against um, a very bad Chicago Bears offense. I would rather take Tua and the Miami Dolphins at home against um, a Pittsburgh Steelers team who's dealing with a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, right? I'd rather take um, Cincinnati at home. Even though Atlanta's hot, Cincinnati has definitely been heating up as well. Again, my favorite play is Dallas over Detroit. If, uh, if if they are available. Yep. Um, quick break. We come back. We've got Fat Jack, professional handicapper, who's going to be jumping on board with us. Uh, we'll dive even more into some NFL picks and plays. Also, we've got a UCLA play for you as they get ready to take on the Ducks. With you for another 30 minutes, it is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Nita Marks with you and Fat Jack, professional handicapper, joins us on the program. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him. And we're kicking off some NFL discussion. And I can't believe it. I can't believe you're on Tampa. You're willing to lay the double digits against Carolina. I can't. I just can't with Tom Brady. The fact that he went to some stupid wedding on Saturday. I don't know. I'm more upset with myself the fact that I picked the Tampa Bay Bucks in my survivor pool, knowing that he went to a wedding on Saturday and didn't travel with the team, or just upset and angry at him regardless. All right, let's dive right into it with my boyfriend. Not. <laughs> I've, I've never been more livid um, a, with a player than I have with Tom Brady last week. Who the f- goes to a wedding? On a Saturday night before, I just, I can't. Of course, everybody knows the storyline. Um, I was kicked out of my survivor pool because of it. So stupid. I don't know what I'm more mad at, myself or or him. Uh, regardless, uh, you've got a Tampa Bay team now. They're favored by 10. The over-unders at 40, taking on a Carolina Panthers team where they've got some big question marks at their quarterback position, of course. I thought you were just venting. I didn't know you were bringing me in. <laughs> there's no question. I mean, there's no question to me. That, that, listen, it, there's, it starts with the fundamental fact. We don't have weddings, period, on Saturday or Sunday during football season. Thank you. The entire Thank future you. of the earth to be off-centered. And in the minute that your girlfriend, this is public service now, when the minute your girlfriend comes up and says, hey, I want to get married on a Saturday in September, you say, no, no. we're breaking up now. 
I mean, here's, you, you an- here's another thing. Can we marinate this? What what NFL owner gets married during football season? Thank you. What NFL owner gets married thing. during football season? Everybody has lost their mind. It's like dumb and dumber. <laughs> Our heads are falling off. I mean, it's literally that's what's going on. I mean, we've got crazy things happening. Tom Brady leaving his team. And this is what's happening. You do not have – I've been married 29 years, Anita. I, my wife is literally 75% of the human being I am. And if she's not here, I am chasing my tail around the room 25. That's what happened. He has broke up with his wife. He is most of who he actually probably is. And he's like, okay, you want me to go up there? I'll go up there. That's fine. And he doesn't care about anything else. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's like holding cheese in front of a squirrel and then asking him not to eat it. So it costs you without a doubt, and you have every right to be upset. I will tell you, though. There is, if you're a Tampa fan or you're a Tom Brady fan, there is now a little bit of value that's been created. I was uh, Pittsburgh plus the points last week. I had no circumstances thought that they were going to lay that type of egg offensively. But it, it's like that old thing. They're, you're never as bad or never as good as you appear the week before. And Carolina might be the exception to that rule. Uh, this is a team has very little to nothing going offensively. Fired their head coach. Their pet heads are falling off. I mean, it's ridiculous things going on in Carolina. They've got very little leadership. And I don't think – and they're going up against a top-notch defense. We talk so much about Tom Brady. We don't talk enough about what Tampa's defense actually is. And they are next-level good. You can't cover 10 if you can't score. I don't think Carolina scores many. Tampa's 6-1 and one against the spread, their last seven in the series. And we also go back to that double-digit favorite uh, during this time of the year. They hit about 60% over the last 15 years, including 4-3 this year. So they're actually up over, over 500 this year as well. I like to lay the points, even with as much as things going on with Tom Brady. I'll take Tampa and lay the points over Carolina. Fat Jack joining us here on ESPN. So Ben Roethlisberger's comments this week, coming out and saying, I was at the game, I was watching, just didn't seem like Tom Brady wanted to be out there. Even after hearing those comments, you're still willing to lay the 10, the double digits. There's a buffer here. It's like I've loved people before, then we break up. And there is a period where I feel a little bit lost. And I think we're just seeing this. This is that 30 by 30 or whatever Tom Brady's going to have after he retires, which may be sooner than later, is going to document this period of his life. And there will be this big valley that he's got things going on personally, professionally, and you know he's rethinking everything that, that he's – all the decisions he's made over the last three or four months, every one of them. But at some point you do – it's like when you fire head coach that typically circle the wagons – I do think he'll refocus this week. And by the way, this is that type of game. If you're going to refocus, this is who you refocus. You don't refocus against Buffalo or Kansas City. You you refocus against a team that's more lost than you are. The entire Carolina squad seems like they broke up with their wives. So I don't know that they're going anywhere fast. I like Tom Brady to cover the the 10 points. All right. uh, Let's talk about two New York teams that many people now have in their top 10. Um, surprisingly so. Uh, you've got a Denver Broncos team. Uh, the line was three. Word came out that Russell Wilson was dealing with a hamstring issue. Uh, Jets defense, as we know, are quite good. Now this line is Denver favored by one up there in mile high. The over-unders at 38. What's your play here? Yeah, I think we, we always look at quarterbacks, and we always look at where they are. But the reality is this team, a lot like Tampa right now, is being run by the other side of the ball. Their defense is top four in the league. They're next level good defensively. And Russell Wilson, I don't care if he got extra hamstrings installed, he still can't throw it into the ocean right now. So I don't believe they're going to win because of – and Russell Wilson's not been running the ball either. He's been throwing it away. 
getting rid of it, not doing a lot with his legs. So I don't know that Russell Wilson's ability changes this week. But what I do love is the idea that I'm getting a Denver defense up against a team that hasn't faced a top-10 defense all year. The best defense that the Jets have played was Cincinnati. They're 11th, and they held, they held the Jets to 12 points. This is not a Jets offense that is going to score a bunch of points when they play really good defenses, and I think that's what they're getting here. I love the Jets' story. I love Wilson as a quarterback. They are absolutely going the right way. Both, in, both New York teams, very happy for everybody that's in Manhattan. Believe me, I've been there when they both lose on consecutive days, and nobody is in a good mood. Everybody's fighting with their girlfriend. You're getting the better part of the New York sports fans right now, but there are going to be some spots that just simply aren't going to line up. And oh, by the way, if Denver's as bad as everybody thinks, why are they the favorite here? Even with Russell Wilson, who's been horrible, they're not scoring points either, but the Jets are still an underdog. And, and the reality is, Mile high is the real deal. The elevation is a real deal. And the fact that the Jets have not played a really good defense to this point, I think we'll catch up with it here. I'll play Denver and lay the point. Uh, Again, Fat Jack joining us here on ESPN, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him. Let's talk about that other New York team is the Giants. Uh, They're traveling as well. They head to Jacksonville to take on this Jacksonville Jaguars team uh, who hasn't won uh, as of late um, but the Giants sure have against the Packers across the pond and the Ravens. Impressive, two impressive wins. They're sitting at five and one. Somebody pinch me. Jacksonville, though, is favored here. Favored by three. The over-under is 42. What's your play? Yeah, underdogs have been great in the NFL so far. I mean, they're hitting at a record pace right now. And I think that we're, we're that's across the board going to be a good play, but not always. This Giants team, as you said, has done really, really well the last couple of weeks. This is kind of a letdown spot. Jacksonville's not going to fire you up. Uh, Jacksonville also 6-1 against the spread, their last seven in the series. Good news for Giants and Jets fans. I have not been dialed in on either one of these teams. I've played against them a couple of different times. And so just because I, you know, I'm predicting them not to come doesn't mean that's going to happen. I'm wrong uh, some, but I do like Jacksonville here. I think that the right team is probably favored. I'll go ahead and lay the points at home. Um, again, uh, Fat Jack joining us here. Before we start talking some college football, any play in the Monday night game? Of course, uh, we're talking about um, the, uh, the the Chargers. Uh, in, any any play there? Yeah, I, under has been really, really good in primetime games. We're now on an 11-4 and four run to the under, and I think that probably continues. We're getting not only bad matchups, but teams that just aren't – getting it done offensively. We saw what the Chargers were last week, lots of underpasses, short routes. Uh, Seattle's not going to blow most teams away, especially on the road offensively. Um, I think they go a little bit. Five of the last six LA games at home have gone over the total, but I think that regresses a little bit. I'll go ahead and play under the total in that one. By the way, Chargers favored by by six. Sorry, the Chargers favored by six at home, uh, and the over-under right now is, is 51 uh, by the way, the under for the Seattle Seahawks, because that's their opponent, of course, um, eight and one on, on the under uh, for the last nine games for the Seattle Seahawks. Just FYI. OK, let's turn our attention to some college football before we let you go. And uh, let's kick it off with Texas going up against OSU. Uh, Texas favored here six and a half. The over under is at 61. Yeah, I'm going to play against Oklahoma State until they until they lose again and lose by a bunch. Uh, this team, it was the only team that was undefeated before last week that did not have 
uh, a top five offense or defense. They're giving up over six and a half yards of play. They are definitely still overrated. They lose in a double overtime last week. And actually, if not for a fourth down, just blown coverage by TCU. TCU covers last week. Texas has got some real dogs on the outside here, both a receiver and running back. They're next level good. Uh, and they really fared well in uh, Stillwater. So I actually like Texas here. Uh, that number, oh, another one of those that opened five and a half, five, five and a half, fit all the way up to almost a touchdown now. That's sharp money moving the line. So uh, I think the game probably goes over the 62, but a better bet on Texas minus the points at Oklahoma State. And last but not least, before we let you go, let's talk about UCLA coming off their bye week, going up against the Ducks. Ducks are favored by six. The over-under is at seven. A lot of people think this is going to be a shootout. What say you? Yeah, I mean, you know, another one of the teams I've not been great on. So, I, you know, everything that I release is posted and documented. But at UCLA, I've played against them a couple of times, and I've lost both times. They're certainly better than I projected them to be. They're 7-1 and one against the spread, their last eight on the road. And guess what? I'm going to do it again this week. I'm going against them again this week. I'm going to play Oregon minus the six and a half or seven. Um, Oregon is five and zero against the spread. Their last five at home, and I think uh, we're looking for overvalued teams at this point in the year. And I think UCLA, Texas, or excuse me, Oklahoma State definitely falls into that. And I think UCLA does a little bit as well. And I think they're giving Vegas a lot of reason to play UCLA, getting those points. There are some really sharp players that think they are as advertised. I'll go ahead and lean toward Oregon State in that one. Fantastic. Great stuff as always. Always uh, always love having you on the program, Fat Jack. Thank you so much. Good luck this weekend in, in both NFL and college. Anita, just like Tom Brady has a weak buffer, you're going to have, I think you're going to feel much better about him a week down the road when he's further away from the bad decisions that all culminated in a horrible game last Sunday. Go get this week. Yeah, I, I I don't think so, but um, but you know, hopefully it it, it all. I, I'm I'm staying away. I'm staying away from the Bucks. I'm staying away from Tom Brady. I'm not I'm not going to spend another dime on his butt this season. I'm done. I'm done. I'm breaking. You think Giselle Giselle's gone? I'm gone. I'm gone in gambling when it comes to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Anyway, you have a great weekend, my friend. All right, take care. See you soon, Jack. Thank you. All right, Anita. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Have you got it. You got it. Bye bye. All right, again, I want to thank Fat Jack for joining us here on Bet LA. You can find him at fatjacksports.com. Still a lot more coming your way. You're listening to 710 ESPN LA. ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. What do they, uh, what do they, they do really well that you feel you got to prepare for when you guys are looking out for? Well, everything. I mean, they've got a really good run game with their quarterback, um, but he's also has the ability to beat you with his arm. Um, they do, they do a nice job on, on both sides of the ball schematically. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, they're, they're one lost team for a reason. You know, they're, they're a really good football team. So, you know, we're excited about playing. Welcome back to Bet LA uh, with you for a few more minutes. Uh, that's Chip Kelly, of course, talking about Oregon, the Ducks, Bo Nix, their quarterback, transfer portal, um, who's got a 70% completion percentage. He's passed for over 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns so far uh, in the season. And uh, and as we know, not only is this uh, um, this Ducks team 5-1, and one, 
they are four and one against the spread. Their last five wins, uh, they did lose to Georgia early on, forty nine to three. But ever since then, boy, uh, they've they've really turned it around. Um, here, here's here's I'm not going to play a side here, but I am going to play the total and I'm going to play the over. 69 and a half. And I know you're like, wow, Anita, that's a lot. I know it's a lot, but um, nine total games uh, have gone over here with both these squads so far this season. Okay. Both these squads could put up a lot of points. Both of them are averaging 40, if not more points a game. We're talking about 80 points. And it's not like either defense is doing anything outstanding. DPR has got a 75% completion percentage. Bo Nix has a 70% completion percentage. UCLA's run game averaging 200 plus yards per game, averaging 6.6 yards per carry. Now, Oregon, their defense quite good against the run, 3.7 yards per carry. That's what they're allowing. They've got a very good linebacking court. But I still think a lot of points are going to be put up here. So I'm going over. That's my play here. My play here is the over. In the point total, that is my pl- that is my play. Um, really quick before we end the show, because I-, I think we've we've just got about three minutes left in the program. I, I do want to end with this, uh, and that is there are reports out there that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be signed to a team soon. So, as we know, you know he came out and he said the Rams lowballed me. Well, I, I think, and, and I think this is evident, right, guys? Like, the Rams are cap-strapped. There's only so much that they can they can pay Odell. Well, Andy's um, been hurt. Right? You don't want to promise money to a, to a player that's hurt. I, absolutely, absolutely. There's that. And, and but, so, so for, for the Rams, it's like, okay, you're coming off of an ACL. We don't know if you'll be 100%. And, and, and they're cap-strapped. So there's only so much they can offer. So that's that's the Rams camp. For Odell Beckham Jr., you know, I call him the LeBron of the NFL. And not necessarily in regard to talent and not to take anything away from, from uh, Odell. He's definitely a, a fantastic wide receiver. I would definitely put him in the top 10 in the NFL, but, like, in regard to, like, just wanting to win a championship. So now he's in a position where he could sign with whatever team he wants. And so reports out there out there is that he's considering between the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> no surprise. Right? Yeah, those teams don't Those are help. the two But those are the two teams more than likely. Well, sure, he wants to winning, win. Winning winning yeah. a championship, right? Right? Yep, makes the most sense. If 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 at the end of the day, you know, like with all due respect, you know, he rode, he rode the, uh, the, the coattails of the Rams granted. And we've heard Sean McVay come out and say that if Odell would not have gotten injured, he would have won the MVP of the Super Bowl. And he had a, I mean, he was, he, he was outstanding in the Super Bowl, but <laughs> so, so the bills right now to win the championship plus two seventy five, Kansas city to win the championship eight to one. So just sharing that with you, just to say, reports are is that Odell is close to, to close to signing with a team, and apparently it's between those two teams. No surprise, uh, in regard to, uh, to to who they think, who he thinks, and and I think who we think, right? 
Yeah, potentially is he wants to, he wants to win. So whoever's whoever's looking like the most promising team to win is where he's going to go. And and by the way, you know, I have a reservation about that because I just feel like we're talking about team sports. So we like to appoint the greatest of all time with somebody who's winning championships on a team. But that's neither here nor there. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Tyler, Rebecca, thank you so much. Uh, We'll be back next Thursday with you as well, right here on 710 ESPN LA.